Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Farmer Sense Podcast. I am your host, Rick Willert, and my co-host is Andrew Fuff. How are you tonight, Andrew? I'm good, Rick. How are you doing? Doing anything exciting this week? Good. Uh, what did I do? I worked on the house. I did some trim work that has been due for about a year, but uh, not something you want to do when it's nice out in the summer and spring and when you're working. But I finally got around to it. Not too much at a time. Maybe two, three hours a day is enough. But And I've been following the great markets we've been having. Ugh. God, they've just been killer. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan what? of it. Don't be long don't soy. Know. Don't be long March beans right now. So I did get to go to the Iowa Expo, and we'll talk about that here later. So that'll be fun. So okay, yeah. I'm gonna talk. Uh, I'm gonna introduce our first guest or our guest tonight. Yeah. Um, it's Clay Moeller with FMC. Hi, Clay. How are you doing? Great to be here, guys. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Clay. Appreciate it. Well, Clay, I've known you for a couple of years, and you've been my rep for Zyway, and we've done a bunch of trials and stuff. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell you tell people where you're from and what you do? Yeah, yeah, glad to. Um, uh, yeah, like Andrew said, uh, I've uh, I, I got to meet Andrew a few years ago. With uh, he, he's a customer of of a customer of mine. Um, we grew up not too far from each other. We grew up in Southwest Iowa. Um, cow-calf operation, row crop, alfalfa, really, really enjoyed farming. Um, went to, went to Iowa state, uh, been in retail ag or I was in retail ag for 17 years in Southwest Iowa, uh, 2005 moved to central Iowa. So I've, I've gotten a, a taste of two different parts of the state. Um, it, that's been real beneficial. Um, and then, uh, 2019, I, I, uh, I started with FMC and so got to see, you know, kind of the business from, from the other side of the desk and, uh, got to actually get back to Southwest Iowa a little bit. And, and, and that's been a, been a real blessing. I'm from, like I said, I'm from Southwest Iowa. So my folks still farm back there. Um, I, you know, crisscross the state, but, uh, you know, I, I, I get to see uh, friends and family a little bit more often and, and kind of that's, that's how, uh, you know, I, I met Andrew, Andrew, Andrew works with my cousin who, who is, uh, who is an ag retailer. I'd, I'd known Andrew's family, but I'd never, never, never met him personally, I guess. So, so it's been kind of fun. And, and, uh, I guess, you know, just what I'll, what I'll say it's, it's, it's a joy to, to work with somebody that, that wants to try new things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think, and, and I don't, I haven't met you, Rick. Uh, we, we have a connection too, and I can tell that story on how, how that kind of came about. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's nice to, you know, people have been stuck in their ways for a long time and it's nice to be able to, to try new things. Cause that's how we're going to reach the next level. That's how we're going to, that's how we're going to push yields. And that's how we're going to, you know, they're not making any more land. So we need to, we need to be the most efficient we can on the acres we have. And so, so that that's been fun. It's been fun, you know. With FMC, we've we've launched a few products since I've been here that to to help us get get that direction. But um, no, that's 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 who I am. Um, I I can tell a quick story about how I, I put you two together. I I was waiting for uh, soccer to get over. I was waiting for my my son to get done with soccer practice, and I was thumbing through Twitter, and and uh, I saw I saw Andrew. Um, uh, follow up or, or comment on one of Rick's uh, uh, Twitter posts, and 
I shot Andrew uh, Texas said, Hey, this guy's got a thrive unit. And then uh, Andrew kind of filled me in on your guys as a relationship. So <laughs> it, yeah, you, you, nobody here is, is real neighbors today. I'm in central Iowa, you know, Rick's or Rick, you're, and I'm not even sure which town. Yeah, Rick, uh, Rockford, North central Iowa. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Andrew's in Southwest Iowa. So we got, we got the state covered here. So yeah, um, absolutely. But no, no, pleased to be on now, you know, Ask me any questions, and we'll, we'll we'll dive deep into some stuff. Hopefully, some fun stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. This will be my third year with that uh, Thrive 3D system. I run Ethos, is what I run. Yep. So I run it on the corn yep. and the soybeans. Uh, I signed up for it because of the um, offer you had, where you would pay to put the system on if I, you know, bought the product for three years. Which I know I'll continue. Yep. This is my third year, so I'll continue to purchase it after. After this, it, I'm just not sure if it's going to be ethos this, the, on my fourth year or not. You you guys have come out with a new product that's really new. I don't think you have a lot of information yeah. on it, but do you want to go into that and maybe talk about it? Yeah, I can I can touch on on that one quick. Um, we have, we have a product that's a uh, it's a biologic that uh, we we launched last year. Had some demo product last year, and uh, it, it's called Zeronar and uh, it's we, we first brought it to market uh, to look at soybeans and it's a bio fungicide bio nematicide you know and, and i'll be honest with you guys it's there's a lot to wade through when we talk about biologics mm-hmm. um and i'm not an expert on them um, we only have a few products that that you know are biologics but uh what this this product has activity on uh, in soybeans it's you know uh, fusarium rhizoctonia and then uh, has some suppression of cyst nematode. So um, we're, we're offering it in a, in a LFR liquid fertilizer ready formulation now. So if you had starter on your planter today, you could run it on that on your soybeans. The, the, the surprising thing is um, it's got a corn label too. And we saw maybe a better response out of corn. Well, I had a trial like that this summer and, and I'm waiting on some yield data. Um, but we saw more rows around. We saw, you know, some, some longer ears. So we're excited to get that data back. Um, so yes, it'll work corn soybeans. Um, we actually have a, a soybean treatment um, that you can treat your seed with it. And uh, it's, it's named different. It's called a Votagen. Like I said, we're, we're kind of dipping our toe into this or, you know, lots of growers are. Um, I spent three days at the uh, Iowa Ag Expo and, you know, half those booths it seemed like had some kind of biologic that, that somebody was selling. So I, I know there's a lot of data and a lot of things, a lot of, I won't, I don't want to say confusion, but there's just a lot to learn from, from all these different products on the marketplace. And uh, so that's, that's one um, Rick, I mean, you, you may have that opportunity in the future to, to run that in a, a 3d platform. And, and I can touch on that later on what, what the 3d system is, but I, was, I, I thought I might be taking a little bit of a gamble. I, I hadn't met you, Rick, and, and, and people might not know that I didn't sell you that it was, you, you purchased it through one of the retailers. And so yeah. um, I hadn't heard, heard anything <laughs> feedback yet. And so I, I, you know, I'm happy that it's working for you. Yeah. And, uh, I bought it. Yeah. Through um, crop, right. And Marshalltown is who I retail through. Yeah. And Marcus, uh, Marcus Bartlett. Yep. Yep. He was the one that got me set up and going. And then they have a nice, uh, a crew kind of like something I would do in the winter time when, you know, maybe a group of farmers that don't have anything to do, they'll come out and install it on your planter for you. So they were there a couple days. They weren't from too far. I mean, they were able, 
um, to yeah. drive, but we hire, it's a, we, we hire a third party to put that equipment on. And that's, okay. that's been good. Cause it's, yep. and I'll tell you, it's, it's gotten better through the years. Um, that, that thrive system and for people that, that never heard of it or seen it, it's like, I, I, I tell people it's like central fill for, you know, your insecticides, you know, we don't have a, a box on every row. We have a 130 gallon tank of water that sits on your tongue. And then it's, I got a 30 gallon product tank and it, draws from both injects air into it and creates a foam rope and lays it in furrow. Um, you can cover a lot of acres without having to fill. Um, you're, you're not, you're not putting three to five gallon on, but you know, there's, there's other products you're, you're using that you're, you're maybe you're doing that with too. And you can in conjunction, but it's, it's, it's a neat system. And we, we intend on growing that we've introduced Zyway away 3d, you know, in that time, cause it was originally brought to market for soil applied insecticide capture ethos 3d now we have zyway 3d and and soon we'll have zero nr 3d and I, I assume that's what it will be called there is some interest from other um you know manufacturers about putting uh, micronutrient packages into that platform so so if rick you think about that that product tank you have a 30 gallon product tank if, if you could have three separate tanks you could run your fungicide in one your insecticide in another and maybe a nutrient package and the other, whether it's, you know, zinc or, or some other product. So yeah. we, we hope to expand that market in the future. Um, things, you know, kind of a bump in the road or hiccups through COVID and, and that development, but um, no, it's, it's exciting. It's fun, fun to, fun to sell new stuff. Right. I mean, nobody, yeah. So. Thank you to those companies that brought those ideas to you. Cause I was going to bring it up how nice it would be to have separate containers or just a way yeah. that I could even put another 30 or 50 gallon tank on to help inject in my, myself. Yeah, Cause sure. that's the only, I don't have any other starter on the planner right now. Okay. Um, that's all I run. So uh, yeah, I, I strip till. So I, I tend, or I was going to say, I tend to get all my nutrients in the strip, but I don't, I still wide drop, but I'd like to do a two by two, but I have a case IH, 15 inch planter. So everything's kind of tight and it's already pretty heavy. So I didn't want to yep. put a two by two on there and I don't like putting a lot of salt or uh, fertilizers in furrow. This would be one way well, of me to be able to put a micro in furrow and not, you know, have to add something else. There's a, uh, and we'll, I, I want to talk about Zyway a little bit sometime too, and we don't have to do it right now, but you'll, we have a wide drop label for that, Rick. That might work perfect for you. If you're wide dropping already, you can you can put Zyway through wide drop. Andrews Andrews used some Zyway, and I think uh, you know I was looking at. I made some notes before. It's 2021, I think, Andrew. That's the first year that you tried Zyway. Yep, 2021 was the first year with that planner. Yep, and it was through FurrowJet, and that was a learning experience for me. And yeah, I think you know you came down multiple times because we were so we were so dry, weren't we? In 21 early. Yes. So, and I, I still carry around pictures that I took out of your field and I, and I still remember it because, um, yeah, 2021 was dry. I think it was the first week in August. I was starting to see some gray leaf spot and open corn leaf blight show up. And I had a strip on your farm and then I had a strip, uh, up on, up in Irwin area, uh, North of ways. And I think it was somewhere in that first week in August. And I, I went and checked that side by side and I could, I could see, Northern corn leaf blight lesions in the check and that Zyway was holding, holding that back and it was clean. So I, I got excited and I think maybe even that same day I drove down to, to check yours and, and saw some of the same, <clears throat> same thing there. Um, 
we we had a little rate difference. You were, you were, you intended to come back with a with foliar fungicide, and you you flew it, as I recall. Uh, but we still saw some lesions in the in the uh, untreated, and so you know I, I feel really good that uh, you know I sometimes it sounds too good to be true that we could put a fungicide out with a planter and we get season long control over gray leaf spot and older corn leaf blight. But you know I, we we saw the saw it on your farm, saw it on the other farm. The the, the thing that uh, kind of stunk after that is it it stayed dry, right? And so I I figured that that disease would progress every week. And it really didn't. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have the, we didn't have the environment for it. So I know you flew it. I don't know that you really saw much of a yield difference that first year, but you continue to use it. And I, I've heard positive comments out of you. So. I, exactly. I, I mean, I love that way. I mean, I don't have any intentions to not use it. I mean, I've done trials for the, you know, the last three years and it's proven itself to me. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, just the fungicide aspect. I think it's, it's probably not labeled for this and I don't know how to say it, but my plant health throughout the entire year and even late in the season is phenomenal where I use the Zyway and you can tell where I run out and it's, it's, it's it is, it dies earlier. So there's yeah. something in there early that really makes a difference. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that'd be the advantage of putting it with your planner over a wide drop. Rick, if you, but okay. um, you put it there from day one, you're, you're treating this plant inside out. It has access to this, the active ingredient in there is called flutriophol. It moves throughout the plant really well and it moves uh, and it lasts a long time, it moves through the water. So anytime your plant is taking up water, it's taking up fungicide and people say it's dry, but you know, we're still, we're still creating green material. So it's still pulling that, that uh, active up in the plant. Um, we've had some dry years and I wouldn't say that we've had a lot of Northern or, or gray leaf spots some of these years, but we're still seeing some advantages and, and, and any, any company that's selling a fungicide is going to, going to tell you that there's other, um, advantages than just disease. Right. And I think you're probably seeing some plant health out of there. Um, had, I think it's, uh, university of Illinois and the university of Wisconsin that, did a study for us the last couple of years and they, they measured the amount of root mass. They, they measured, it's going to retain leaves longer throughout the season. So, and your, your stock is going to, you know, stay white, clean. Um, so there's, there's benefits beyond um, just, just those foliar diseases. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun to work with, you know, it's, it's, it's had some challenges, but, but, you know, we're, we're labeled to go a lot of different ways. It's, um, you guys are both a little bit different. You have, you have other things on your planner, right? I mean, there's still a segment of growers that, I mean, these, they plant seed, right? I mean, they, they don't have, yep. they're not adding anything else with their planters. So we're, we're, we're slowly gaining, but, and I, I think people are starting to recognize that, yeah, there's, there's things I can do with the planter that I can't do with a, a broadcast fertilizer or, or spraying or, or, you know, whether it's rootworm or, you know, it's yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're we're all learning together. So, is there anything else you guys want to talk about Zyway? If not, I was going to move on to Ethos well, and kind of talk about that. Let's hit on rates a little bit real quick because okay. you said I wasn't using the same rate. So the full rate is it fifteen point eight ounces per in, acre? In, in, the L, in the LFR oh. version that that you that you're using with your or you can run a starter, um, fifteen point two would be considered a full rate. Fifteen point two. So I, I've been using eight and yep. like you and I talked that where I, I did bump up some Zyway trials this year to 
about 10 ounces just to see if there was a little bit different. And I did see it. I think it helped. I know it's probably not labeled for it, but with tar spot, it, I, I just saw less tar spot where I upped the rate. So I'm thinking about upping my rate to 10, you know, 10 ounces. But that half rate, if you're coming back with a fungicide late, it seems like it really pairs well. And on cost side, it's really efficient, I think. Does, what do you expect that I'll see if I do it going into this year on a, a 8, 10, or a full rate? So, yeah, I'm glad you brought up tar spot. We didn't cover that, and that's that's the topic of discussion that, that most of us had the last two years. Um, we have a supplemental label for tar spot suppression. The the active ingredient flutrifol, which is Zyway, it it has activity on on tar spot, whether it's in our foliar fungicides or or Zyway. The the problem would be that we're putting it there in April and May, and we're expecting it to, you know, to have control over a, a disease that hasn't come in and in our part of the state really hasn't come in until late August or you know early September. The nice thing about that setup rate, you know, or you know, you're using eight. Excuse me. A lot of a lot of my customers will be running ten and a half with more of a two thirds rate. If you're going to do that, I'm really hoping you're coming back with a post trip, and that was part of your plan. That that setup setup rate will get you through northern corn leaf blight. It'll get you through gray leaf spot. Um, you'll still get some of the same attributes. And I I didn't talk to them, but we have you know we have activity on seedling, um, not seedling disease, but early diseases. Um, Anthracnose fusarium is a big one. Your red crown rots come from fusarium, and so there's there's no other fungicide you're going to put out there that's got activity on on it. That's also has has the um, leaf uh, diseases covered too. So I have a fair amount of guys that are doing what you're doing is two thirds rate, followed by you know I I would like to see you know you follow it with a flutriafol product, but what you're what you're able to do there is that setup rate is going to get you past tassel. In most cases, it's going to make you or allow you to apply later in the season. <clears throat> your your post or your, you know you're flying a plane or running a haggy or whatever you're doing post, mm-hmm. it's going to let you delay that a little bit, and so it's going to widen that window. So, um, yes, we have tar spot on on the label. Um, I always I always talk about Wisconsin and odd shaped fields. Um, we we have we have a lot of data coming out of Wisconsin. I always taken off in Wisconsin. Uh, I've spent a lot of time up there, but. It's sometimes it's hard to get a plane to fly odd shaped fields, um, and the quality of application is, is can be suspect with with uh, with these acres. So uh, I think there's quite a bit of planter equipment, and so they're they're taking off with with Zyway and running. They're running the full rate, and I should mention that that's 15.2 ounces. Um, that's the maximum labeled rate of flutriafol or the active ingredient you can put on that acre. They they deal with uh, tar spot earlier in Wisconsin than we do. And if, if the only application it's getting is Iowa, we'll, we'll kind of keep it in check depending on how bad it is. I mean, there's certain hybrids that are worse than others or, or not as resistant as others, but it can be used lots of ways. I mean, we, that, that two-third rate or half rate that you're using, but yeah, I, I, I'd encourage you to come back. Rick, on, on, on your end, if you had a, a Thrive 3D unit, it's a little more concentrated. 11.8 ounces would be the full rate there. Um, some will run eight if they're going to come back post, but. Now, several we're, we're still learning several ways to use this product. So that's why I like the Zyway. For me, being a corn on corn person, I put down that rate early so that it gets me past tassel, so I can delay my fungicide in season, to and then I can put insecticide to get rid of some wartworm beetles. And that's something we'll talk about later. But you know, Ethos, 
I know that Rick, you use that. I've tried it a little bit. Is that got some insecticide in it? Yeah, that's bifenthrin is what is what's in it. Um, it's basically capture, you know, bifenthrin has been around a long time, but it has two biologics in there. And uh, you know, when I'm when I'm having the discussion whether you know somebody's considering straight bifenthrin or capture or or ethos, um, if you're if you're planning early, which most of most of us are because we're trying to get over these acres. And if you have some poorly drained fields, um, and, you know, and, and that soil temp swings back and forth, and you think, you know, some of the times that we've we've planted corn here in the last few years, it's been awful early, and we've seen soil temps dip. There's a couple of biologic fungicides in Ethos that help with uh, Phytophthora, uh, Pythium, Rhizoctonia. So we we tend to see more plants emerge. Um, so it's it's. I, I tell people there's only so much seed treatment you can get on a, on a corn seed and not, it's only good for so long, but not according to the hefty brothers. Anyway, well, <laughs> that, that, those are evolving too. I mean, there's a lot of things we can put on our, our, our seed, but, uh, but most of us are right. Yeah, and so, correct. um, yeah, if I have the choice between the two, I'm, I'm going to run ethos and give me some extra protection up front. Um, we, I, I, we started out talking biologics a little bit. Um, you know, there's, I, I do feel comfortable saying that these biologics work on these early seedling diseases. Um, and and we, we've we seen the numbers. We've seen more stand. We've seen um, uh, more vigor out of these plants. So, yeah, if you have the option to do the boat or one or the other or both of them, it, it doesn't cost a lot more to give you a little extra protection. So Well, on that ethos, one thing I have learned or have heard, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can put an inferro inoculant. So you can, you can inoculate your soybeans plus put another inferro in, and that doesn't harm the inoculant or it won't kill it. Is that correct? Because that's correct. Yeah. Um, that's uh, we don't put it on as many soybean acres as 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 corn acres, obviously, because we don't have the root. We're not going after rootworm, but but yeah. seed corn maggot and some. Make sure you, you know a little bit of bifenthrin helps, and then, like I said, if it you know if it's working on these seedling diseases in corn, it's going to work on on soybeans too. So it's it's going to give you uh, some extra protection, and it doesn't. And Rick, I don't know what rate you're running on your soybeans because I don't think we've had this conversation, but you don't have to run eight nine ounces. You can oh. you can run about four or five. Yep. Yeah, I've run. I've actually done different trials, anywhere from four to seven. Um, yeah. But I do run it yeah. on almost every acre of corn and soybeans. So yeah, I've seen good things. Yeah, good, good experience. Good, that's good to hear. So, yeah. Well, well, I also did some uh, rootworm stuff with with Andros. I came out and did some sticky traps, and I, I mean, you're using an infero insecticide, or no, you're not. No, I am currently not. I yep. haven't seen the pressure yet, and I'm just hoping by always delaying that fungicide and insecticide past, you know, later into the season, I'm actually killing more of the. Is it the males that come out later? Is that right? Or the males come out it's first? The, the females. females come out. Yeah. And kill yep, the ten days, t- ten days, two weeks later, and and something that I don't know, something I kind of learned since I, I started uh, getting deeper into insecticides is you know we we might sell or, or you know a pyrethroid, like a, a generic warrior, or, or even our bifenthrins or you know hero these products. They don't have really have residual. What they do is they knock back the population, and it takes them a while to recover. And so then everybody says, well, you know your residuals are weak, but. Uh, if you think about a lot of these corn fungicide applications that are being made at tassel and a little earlier than you wanted to, you know, than you're going Andrew, which, which is right. I mean, that's when that, when it's tasseling, we're not getting the females and the females are the ones laying the eggs. So 
if we have issues this year, we can bet we'll have them next year because you didn't do anything to mitigate that population. That's that's where more of a brown silk or R3 application, you're going to catch that window a little bit better. And, and I don't know if you want me to talk about Steward right now, but I can I can jump into that. I, I think that's a perfect segue into that into the new insecticide that we talked about this summer yep. late. So yep. and, steward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if people have heard of Steward, um, and I will say most of my most of my territories, I-80 and South, uh, or has been. I'd, I'd had all of Southwest Iowa. Uh, traditionally, not a lot of corn on corn. Rootworm, Andrew, I did sticky traps on your, your farm this summer, and you spray insecticide with your fungicide, and you had multiple applications, and I, I just couldn't, couldn't couldn't get that many, you know, to, to uh, or caught in the traps. But back to my point where, you know, when these growers are, are we're spraying, a, we're throwing a, an insecticide in with that application, we're missing that window. We have a product called Steward. Um, Steward's a different mode of action than a pyrethroid. It's different than a generic order or generic or any of our bifenthrin. Um, it truly has some residual to it. Um, applied, it sticks to the leaf. And, uh, you know, if, if these females are emerging 10 to 14 days later, they're coming up and they're starting to feed on your, your corn plant, whether it's your silks or, you know, the, the surface or edges. They'll ingest that, that insecticide and, and, and it will kill them. And, and so that's, that's what's helping us get our eggy populations back in check. It's obviously more popular in corn on corn areas. You, the, the problem with it, you're not going to see that advantage to the next year. It's if you have a rootworm problem and you don't have a, a trait or soil applied insecticide, your corn's falling down. It doesn't matter what you spray on it. It's, it's not going to do anything for you that year. But if you, if you intend on going back to corn the next year, you, you better do something about your eggs and, uh, and, and steward a good product that lasts a long time, 21, 28 days residual. We feel pretty comfortable saying that. And, and I've seen some, I've seen some data. I've seen some pictures to where they'll, they'll take a field that is, is falling down and you know, that grower's thinking he's not going to plant corn there again. Well, you, you can, you can start managing or you should start knocking back that population or you can plant corn back in there. And I, you know, these traits have been around a long time. Most of them are needing some kind of backup, whether it's a soil applied insecticide. And I would say soil applied insecticide would be the first route I'd go. But if um, if you're not applying a soil applied insecticide and you're having rootworm issues, Stewart's a good place to start. Um, I'll get a question. Um, so this is more probably an agronomy question. But, you know, you're seeing or hearing that these rootworms are actually going into the soybean stock and overwintering, so they're two, they're, their life cycle is now two years. Do you see more extended, more ex, just... extended diapause? Yeah, I and I don't have anything really solid there, but I do. I do work with some retailers that said they saw more rootworm pressure on some rotated acres than they expected. Enough so that you know some of these growers are are considering using traded corn in rotated acres. It's probably something that we're going to see more of in the future. I would say. Clay, do you think I spray too much when I spray my beans three times with insecticide and my corn three times? I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. What's a rope, what's a rootworm beetle? I, I don't even. I sell chemicals. No, no. You, you're, you're spray, um, you, you know, it's been awful easy to throw that that insecticide in there. Um, I. You know, there there are beneficials. Um, I I don't know. Are are we creating an issue with resistance? Where where you know I and I'm not going to say except for um, because you know the universities will say you know there's a threshold, but 
I don't know. I spent my time in retail walking plenty of fields and, and, uh, you know, that guy'd have you come out and you'd be counting, counting his aphids. And it's like, gosh, do we need to look at every farm? I can tell right now that, that we're going to do the whole thing and, uh, you know, right or wrong. Um, there's, there's probably a return on investment in there somewhere that, uh, it makes sense. And insecticides cheap. I mean, I, if you're spraying it three times, I'm sure you're not, uh, I mean, it's not just a insecticide. Bucks an yeah. And it's not yeah. only that I'm just, I'm throwing it in with, I, I just assume the neighbors are going to take care of it. Right. As far as they're not spraying all the time and I don't farm that many acres. So they, they make sounds, it. Sounds like, like uh, ref, refuges. <laughs> yeah, Remember exactly. refuges when you, yeah. before they put it in the bag? It's like, yeah. And I, I sold seed, I sold seed for a long time. You, you know, you're, you're pitching uh, their 20% refuge to a guy and he's like, yeah. That's what my neighbors were yeah. to it. So I know. Then they finally got to where they're checking invoices, and it was it was tough to make a phony invoice when they were checking them. Well, <laughs> well the way around that was like I buy some here and I buy some there. So I I don't know, but um, you know, it's well. I mean, we have a history of ruining technology, right? I mean, Roundup doesn't work anymore, and and uh, we're I think we're spraying two four D and dicamba now back on stuff. I mean, that stuff's not new. Yeah. So, um, it's, we're certainly going to have some challenges. So this, I guess my way into talking about how often I spray, do you think steward at a certain time can get rid of one of those passes for me? On on corn. Yeah. Yeah. And so Rick, you're probably up in that area where, where guys beetle bomb. And that was kind of a new thing for me. I'm, you know, being from Southwest Iowa, and, and, and even, you know, my time in central Iowa, I mean, we, we never did a whole lot of beetle bombing and I, I would say most of my career, you know, my time and, and I'll tell you Dallas County or just, just west of the morning, um, there's still a lot of corn on corn, but the trade seemed to do a pretty good job. And, you know, we weren't seeing corn fall down and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's probably some hidden feeding there that, you know, probably some yield loss that we, we don't know about, but you know, that, that trait did pretty good. You know, beetle bombing wasn't a thing that, that we did. And so, you know, when I said earlier that pyrethroids don't last very long, I mean, I, I've been on claims where, you know, we, we spray it one day and you know, a week later, you know, somebody's calling me with, with rootworm beetles. Um, yes. If, if, if you're, if you're in that window, I mean, you know, that 21 days after a steward application, you, you shouldn't have to, I mean, I, we've run some sticky traps and we've seen some, some excellent results and there's, there's a few seed companies that recognize that uh, they need to extend the life of their trait. And so they, they understand where, what steward does. Um, so, you know, there, there might be some seed companies out there that recommend that product. And I, I think we're going to see more of it in the future. It's, it's, it's a growing market. When I, when I came to FMC, they, they sell a lot, a lot more out in Nebraska and, and it, it really took off out there. It's, um, but you know, Andrew, we, you know, besides you, I guess there's how many of your guys are, you know, your neighbors run straight corn on corn, you know, there's some here and there. Yeah. A few here and there. Yep. Yeah. But not I mean, very many. I'm yeah, got, gas, which is fine. Guys that are doing feed yards and need, need the silage or, yeah. or, you know, this, this farm, you know, I want to take it out early and put manure on it. I, I, I need some, some, some more to go with that stuff. So. Yeah. Do you think some of the, that standability though, that we've been seeing better is because our agronomists have become more aware of our horrible K levels in our soil and we're starting to get them up. I mean, that's got to help some of this down corn. I mean, it can't, I know rootworm has a major effect and when you don't have any roots there to hold your plant, it's definitely an issue, but I mean, think about the focus that they see. 
think about the focus these seed companies have put into their stock strengths and, yeah, and, and risk strengths. Yep. So, yeah, I, you're, you're probably you're spot on right there. So I used to sell Pioneer, so I know a lot <laughs> about yeah. down corn and yeah. uh, a lot of it in our area at times. Not all the time, but, yeah, you just scared to death. Yeah. There's a wind coming through. Yeah. Driving through the countryside, you didn't want to be that guy, and you, yep. you looked at that neighbor and wondered what what he was doing. But mm-hmm. the, uh, all of our fertilizers we put on, I mean, we, we put on a lot more P and K or or correct amounts, or we had a better idea what what our crop is requiring today mm-hmm. and what we're pulling off. So mm-hmm. I think there's a silver bullet, but uh, no, it's and, and and you know if I'm giving a presentation, I'm talking about rootworm. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a, a three prong approach. You know, usually it's it's trait soil applied insecticide and then, then managing the, the adult beetles too. So, well, you talked about steward being the new insecticide. Uh, what other products do you know that are kind of in development or future coming to the, coming to market? Well, it was not, well, I mean, I don't know a lot about them, but uh, one of the things that uh, I found pretty neat is I know FMC acquired a, a biologic or a, a pheromone company. I can get this straight. I don't talk about it every day, but, and, uh, so, you know, I kind of sat through a, a presentation. I was like, how does pheromones help us with, you know, insect control? And, uh, you know, so they explained it to us a little bit. Um, you know, these, these insects get together or find each other to mate and, and multiply by putting pheromones out, attracting the, the opposite sex. And they, 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 they find each other. But the way it was explained to me is if you took a, an application and sprayed your 160 acres with a pheromone, you're going to confuse all these. And you, they can't find each other. They don't multiply like they, they could have. So to get into, you know, regulations and, and what, you know, their, what regulations will be in the future, you know, I don't know, but I mean, that, that'd be a kind of a natural way to kind of help, you know, should be very safe. Right. I mean, we're, it's, it's non-toxic. It's the other people, you know, when they look at agriculture should be in favor of is, is, you know, less insecticide, less, you know, herbicide. So that's one thing, and, and it was pretty. I mean, it's it's amazing what the, what they're uh, what they're working on sometimes. And uh, I, I I need an answer for uh, a post supplied um, water hemp. Um, that seems to be our biggest issue, and I don't think there's anything. I don't, there's not a roundup coming down the down the pipeline anytime sooner. I hope these companies are working on it. I, I know they're investing in it. Um, it, the next big thing will, will certainly take off. Because and I, Rick, I assume. I mean, and soybeans is it, is it water hemp? I mean, is that, is that, that's the biggest animal you fight? You got to kill it before it's up. So you have to use a pre extend. That was a help. Of course, then you're, everybody's fighting over who killed whose beans or whatever. And it was never really an issue. None of them really got killed, but there was always that cupping. And so sure. doing extend a couple of years and then going, and then last year we did uh, enlist and then, of course, we had a lot of volunteer corn coming through because we weren't using enough clethodim. And then the next year, we bumped the rate on that, and then we were able to get that all cleaned up. Um, to be honest with you, I'm going to Liberty this year. <laughs> so a couple years of extend, a couple years of uh, enlist, yeah. and now maybe a couple years of Liberty. And who knows, maybe maybe we'll be back to extend. Uh, something I'll share that I've noticed is um, we – we walking fungicide looking for disease and tar spot this fall in corn. I know it's a lot more dirty corn than I'd seen in the past. I used to tell people not, you know, a few, a few years ago, I was like, I'd, I'm not worried about your weeds and your corn. Cause I can kill those once, mm-hmm. once they're out of the ground. Mm-hmm. 
soybeans was another, you know, because we were limited on on the products we could use. So I was I was always encouraging get that soybean pre out there yep. before right after the planter before corn, there's an awful lot of corn sprayed, you know, V2, V3 or something, you know, that might be the first pass, but I think we're starting to see, and I, I know there's some documented um, resistance to HPVDs like your Callisto's um, out there. I still think Callisto's a great product, uh, soil applied. And like you said, Rick earlier that you want to get them before they get out of the ground, but I think it's getting harder to keep corn clean um, than it has over the last few years. And so I, you know, maybe maybe people don't want to hear it, but you know, we're we're going to spend more money on on crop protection and early, and and that's why I hope it goes on as early because um, we need to manage the stuff before it gets out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, before Andrew asks a question, I got to follow up on that pheromone deal. Can you imagine how many sales you could get in a college town to young guys? <laughs> Sprinkle that around. Oh my gosh, that that's the first thing I could think of was how many kids are going to be getting laid. Because they're spraying this pheromone stuff on them before they go out at night. just yeah. And you said yeah. it's safe, too. So that's even better. They're going to be probably drinking it. Gosh. Those ads are probably in the back of some magazine somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. <laughs> if they're not, they should be. So take that, say that to the higher-ups. If they don't hear this podcast, make sure they – they know about it somehow. Yeah. And there's, I, there's other markets. There's other markets for it. You're saying. Yeah. And I'm fine with the royalty. We'll talk about it every time I have a podcast. We'll, we'll push the hell out of it <laughs> for you. So yeah. anyway, Andrew wanted to ask questions. So I'll let him. Well, hell out. after that, I don't even remember what my question was. <laughs> well, maybe that's what <laughs> it was. I don't know. It wasn't, I, oh. I did not think, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought the same thing. I was thinking like pheromone by Rick or something that we could, market you know yeah for the podcast Bottles, but no kidding <laughs> wow what were we even talking oh we we're talking about water hemp and weeds and corn yeah and the pre's yeah. pre's are very important holy crap yeah. yeah yeah sorry i got off track there but something that i've seen as a problem here for me in the last year or two i haven't seen it in 20 years i have shattered cane in the back in my corn and i think it's from the corn on corn because we spray so early that we're not getting it killed and it's coming on late. So I'm trying to figure out if a drone application or what I'm going to do this next year. Cause I only have it on one field and that's kind of what I want to make sure I get it. It should be easy to kill, right? Roundup show. I kill that, but you're right. I, uh, we, we had some fungicide trials out by Dunlap um, this late this summer and we're driving around between fields on gravel roads. And I saw a field of oat with shatter cane in it. And it's been, it's been several years since I saw shatter cane. So um, I, I, that one should be, we should be able to handle that one until, until we see some resistance in it. But it's a fun um, word to yeah. say though, isn't it? Gosh, I love yeah. shatter yeah. cane. What a name. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Nothing pisses me off more than when I'm walking through the corn and I'm like trying to find that one stock of shatter cane so I can cut it down. I haven't seen that yet in our area. Hopefully I don't, but I do a yeah, one pass. I... I do a one pass on my corn clay. I've been able to get a, get by with it, but Gosh, that one year it was it was pretty hot. Anywhere I overlapped off a of headland, I had some dead corn. So I'm not gonna say I'm I'm the best at knowing how much to spray, but I always spray enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and we won one pass our corn, and uh, it, because it drives me nuts. I you know I grew up my my folks farm, and we're in the hills in southern Iowa, and uh, I hate running over corn. I hate seeing yep. run over corn. So. Same here. So if I can run over it early 
you know, or, or pre or early with a one pass. And the key to that is keeping your soybeans clean. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're not going to one pass your corn and have dirty beans and try to one pass it the next year. It's, Correct. I see that quite often too, is, you know, guys trying to, and that's what I think I was seeing when I was walking these fields for, uh, um, you know, at the corn late, you know, mm-hmm. I, I imagine they were, and I don't know all the histories behind these, but I imagine they were probably one pass post. And, and if you remember, I mean, it was awful dry, right. And it takes some of these, uh, chemistry, some moisture to get going. And so if, if you're going out there, you know, a B2, B3, and you don't catch that moisture and that water hemp gets going, it's, it's going to run. So, um, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, I like to, I like to one pass. I, I don't like to recommend it, I guess. Because yeah. um, you know, ideally we'd, we'd run too, but um, I I think we get away with it because we keep our beans clean. I like the one pass, like you said, it needs to be managed. And I don't, I'm still wide dropping, so I'm still getting out there after you know yeah. the corn's up anyway. But no better way to see your crop, right? Yeah. Than, oh yeah, exactly. Usually get my one pass out before the corn's up, so I get plenty yep. of moisture to get it activated. I'm I'm good there. When most guys are out spraying their first pass, that's usually when I'm spraying something else and I don't want a herbicide in the tank anyway. So that's kind of where my timing fits in really well. And this year I farmed a farm I hadn't had never farmed before. Say that really fast a whole bunch of times. Farmed a farm I hadn't farmed before. (laughs) So very weedy um, and pH levels were screwed up. Got got that taken care of this fall, but the weeds I I wasn't able to control them on that farm with my one pass, so there was definitely a difference on you know the ground I'd been farming or managed for a long time versus this, and I know I'm going to go about it differently this year and and plan for maybe a, a post pass. But another issue I did have was I did hot mix it. I hot mixed it at my own home in my stainless tanker, and. I had an older uh, acetochlor atrazine mix that had, oh crap, that probably set around four or five years in a tote. But I had the, I have a tote mixer on an air gun, so I had mixed it all up. It all got good, but when I emptied out that tanker, all the atrazine had settled out. Even with agitation, it, it wasn't good, and that's where I had a lot of grass, a lot of foxtail escapes, and that's what really hurt me. You know, I, I I tell you, I listened to both your, your first podcast and, and something that uh, I took down was we need to be efficient. You guys are both one-man operations. I shouldn't say one man or one and a half. Or, yep. And so I, I does that play in your one pass on your, your corn? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got plenty of other things to be doing. And, and uh, you know, how do we be efficient? I mean, that's a huge question is how do we – I farm on the side, but it's not my career, and so I don't have a lot of time to be – you know, doing, you know, daily stuff every day. It's, it's when I'm there, I got to do it. And I, I imagine you guys are a little bit the same boat or yeah. efficiency is going to be the key going forward. So I, I cheat because I have my brother spray it. So I, I mean, but that's, that's freeing you up. I mean, freeing you up to other, do other, other things. Yeah. I could so. not let, I've let other people, companies, what not, you know, spray for me. <laughs> no. Never again. I don't care how many cancers I have when I'm 70 from filling my own sprayer and spraying it. At least I know it's done right. And, you know, yeah. I had I had a co-op spray for me one time. They forgot to turn the injector on, so they had to go out and spray it again because the first time they only sprayed it with water. Not to mention all the crop they run down because they don't give a 
shit. <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I first, that's what I did right out of college. I knew how to run a machine. And so, uh, that's, uh, it's not, not fun all the it time. Isn't. The equipment's gotten a lot better, but you don't have anybody else to blame now too. Yep. So yeah, I know. And that, I feel better too. about that. Yes, I do. Yeah. And didn't start with all the nicest equipment either. And what we have now is really nice. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, some of those old haggies, those dual tank, we had a, a 250, I think it was. That was the tan colored one. It held like 500 gallons. And God, that was, oh man, you'd go out and spray. Uh, the first time we had aphids, I, I used that 60 foot boom, sprayed Mustang Max. And yep. at that time, I don't know why I wasn't wearing gloves, but I guess because my, the guy I was farming with, he filled up the sprayer with no gloves, plus he smoked. So he would he would come back the next day saying he had the shits all night, you know, all the stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're inhaling all that off of your cigarette filter. And then I'd have my uh, lower extremities would be burning all night, my hands. I'd pick my nose while I was spraying. My nose would burn. I was like, oh, my God. That's that's that, sounds like, that sounds like Warrior, the old Warrior. It does, one, but that's... Mustang Max did the same. So they both do it. They both. Okay. And Asana XL. Oh, God. He, he'd been smoking for years. He's a little tougher than you, maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But the what, and then another thing I was going to talk about, the filtration on those old sprayers. And you had the boom in front of you, and then it was just like, yeah. it was just the smell was just pouring through that hole where your steering shaft went down from the steering wheel on the front. I mean, it, God, yeah. It's probably why I don't have any kids yet. <laughs> I've only been trying for 10 years. <laughs> he <Keep> tried. <trying. laughs> No, I'm pretty fortunate. My brother Ryan does spray my stuff, and he treats it like it's his own. And you know, my fields, most of them are really easy to spray. It's straight back and forth. But you know, we I do do a two pass system. So he normally is either right ahead of me when I'm planting, depending on where he's spraying for the for them, and he'll hit mine on the way because I just do whatever program they're doing to keep it simple. Because I kind of form in between. That's what nice they have. of you. Very nice of yeah. you. It works out good for him. It works out good for me, and, you know, it is what it is. And then we come back post with that V3, V4, and that's something that, you know, maybe not talk about now, but, you know, I'm going to add some foliar stuff into V3, V4 that I've never done before as trials just to see if it affects stuff. I just thought of something. I, I listened to your first podcast, and I had a question. Um, two, two applications of fungicide on your corn, Andrew, is that – is it, did you do two posts? Because you know you had Zywan furrow and you did two posts. Is that correct? That's correct on on three different blocks. So I had Zywan furrow at uh, the eight ounce rate, and then I came back with uh, Neo, uh, mm-hmm. Maribus Neo at the full rate with a Heggy, and he was at yep. twenty seven gallons of the acre at eighty pound pressure, and yep. then right before that heat kicked in, we did it on a thursday and the heat really started on a friday we probably needed to do it with the drone maybe like four or five days earlier and we would have seen the yield response but i didn't see a yield. i was hoping to maybe so that's, that's, that what, that's what caught my my attention was i mean you, you got that zyway working one pass post might be all that you were going to get that goodie out of, I, you know, there's plenty of people before tar spot that was trying to, they were trying two passes and it wouldn't pay all the time, but, but, uh, you know, and every, every year is different. But then I, I remember, you know, listening to the podcast, Rick, it said, you know, you said that you saw an advantage of two passes. Is that, is that correct? 
you two passes? Uh, three at times. So I, I sometimes I'll make an 800. Mine's based on GDU, so I'll do an 800, and then every 600 GDUs after. So there'll be an 1800, yeah. you know, a 1400, and then a 2000. So that's kind of how I base it. It doesn't – I don't always do the – Two thousand. Every year's different, yep. and so that's that's where it's tough too. You're covering your bases, and yeah, and uh, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to sell fungicide just because we don't we don't see the response every year. Yeah, but I've always know, seen you know. the the two pass response with those first two passes. Yep. Gu- guaranteed. I'll, it's in my yeah. plan every year. Every year I do, you know, all my what what I'm going to do for the year. I order enough to do all my corn and beans twice, and yep. then. I'll have extra on hand for that third time if need be. Yep. yep. You're ready I for agree. tar spot. <laughs> yeah, what's I agree tar with spot? You, Rick. <laughs> no, no you, I know you agree with me. What? Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm making my crop, when I make my crop budget every year, I'm not taking out my Zyway, my fungicide, you know, Inferro, and I'm not going to take out the main pass to you. Yeah. Never have a bad day. You never want your crop to have a bad day. No. Because when they, I mean, I just wish I had more. More of the fertility I need in in the ground, but I'm getting there. It let your pocketbook guide you. Someone wise always says that that I know, and that's it's true. Like you can't you can't just go all at it. I, you know you hear that a lot. I watch a lot of egg PhD after church on Sunday mornings, and is Brian the oldest one? Yeah, Brian. He's always oh yeah, just do it all at once, do it all at once, and then he makes fun of Darren and and everything. <laughs> Poor Darren, but. Brian's always like, just spend it all. I don't care if it's three hundred dollars. Get it all out there right away, and that that's that's tough to do, <laughs> unless you own three thousand acres straight out. Yeah, we we don't own all our acres, and we don't. You know, it's it'd be one thing if you owned it all, but that's the first place to start. I mean, I was in retail, and you know, there's a lot of things that come across my desk, or it used to come across my desk, and you know, I have this guy that has four P and K levels, and it's like, let's their pH is off, and Fix your pH, then your P and K, and then then if you, with your last twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollars, let's start looking at some other things. So that's I got involved in Total Acre, and then I realized there's a lot more things. Once you get them, I mean, it's just a it's a vicious sure. cycle and never ends. And I'm sure even people that aren't in Total Acre know this, but I'm just saying it's yeah. There's always money to be spent. Goes back to for you know you got to be the most productive on the acre you have right. You, mm-hmm. They're not making any more lands. You right. you need to pull as much maybe bushes off of what you have. And mm-hmm. so, well, can we change topics? Mix oh, it up a little bit. Let's talk about the Super sure. Bowl. Oh, I was going to talk about Ag Expo. What did, what did? <laughs> geez, I mean, I didn't want to go. We'll talk about Super Bowl, but <laughs> Ag Expo. You were an exhibitor down there. I went up there Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, what were what did you? the most of i saw drones and biologicals <laughs> yeah that's the same i might have talked to you about that then because that's that's what i saw and I, and honestly i didn't get i didn't get to see the whole show i mean i you know we kind of hung out close but man i saw a lot of people when i went to lunch and kind of you know peeking around planter planter attachments of course but biologicals and drones and um no they put on a good show i mean there's a lot of people there i i saw you know it it's very fortunate, and I've, I've, you know, I'm from Southwest Iowa, worked in Central Iowa, and then my my uh, my circles expanded to to the people that you know I've met. Whether it's you know the guys sitting in the booths, but uh, it, it's a good time, and you know you can find anything you want there. I don't know, I don't know what you you like the best about it. 
I don't know. I saw a five hundred thousand dollars strip till machine that caught my eye. I mean, it wasn't there, but they had a they had a twelve row, and they were talking about their twenty four row that was at five hundred eight thousand. It looked really nice. Soil ward. Really nice. Was it a soil ward? No, it wasn't. Really, it was, uh, someone was higher than them. Wow. Yeah, the link link. Oh. They're made in I think is what they said. I don't know. They have a six row unit or six row demo machine. So I'm hoping that they'll bring it down so I can run it. This fall, maybe. Oh, that was interesting to me. My favorite part yeah, about going to the expo was always going to Buzzard Billy's across the street afterwards, having some beers and eating some armadillo eggs. You don't know about Buzzard Billy's? The little bar on the corner? Me? There? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was more of a grab a couple of beers at, what, 10, 30, 11 o'clock after we got there and walk around, look at farm machinery and drink three beers. That was about as good as it gets. Yeah, what's lunch. up with that? You can do that now? They got like, yeah, no idea. I, I, I saw one. Yeah, I saw one. I think it was around ten. Oh. Walk around the Coors Light, man. Oh no, wasn't. shit! <laughs> yeah, wasn't, you that, wasn't that way a few years ago? I don't think. I remember there was certain like an FMC would have a cooler in the back. So about I don't know what time does the show quit? Maybe five. So at four thirty, they might be handing some out to a few guys here and there. But I I didn't know. Yeah, geez. Well, I can- I can tell you we didn't do that. If if anybody's listening, that well, I used you as an example. <laughs> I used you as as an example. It was, it was probably precision or something like that. Well, the first time I ever went to Kentucky to the big farm machinery show, I'd never been. We walked in at eight thirty or nine o'clock, whatever time it opened. I went with my father-in-law Jim. We walked in. I bet I didn't walk fifty feet, and I see a guy holding two beers, just double fisting it at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like. Holy crap, this is going to be awesome. We walked around for three days, and it was a good time. Yeah, I used to play pool, and we'd go down to the state pool tournament, our team would, and yeah, as soon as you wake, well, it was just never ending. If people even went to sleep, because they'd have the tables open all night for you to play on. Some people didn't even sleep because they'd be in tournaments. And the good old Do you guys days. go to Far Progress show, or is that something you guys don't miss, or you, you hit them all up? Or I'll definitely, I always go when it's in Boone. My wife likes to go as well, yeah. And uh, she's de- we got it planned this year. We we're going to stay overnight, maybe see if Andrew and his wife would like to, you know, hang out. And I'm sure it's, there's other people too. We even thought about doing a podcast while we're down there. It's is it in Illinois this year? No, it's in Boone this year. Farm Progress. Yep. Is it in Boone? Okay. Yep, this year it is. Time flies. I got I got to work that show when I first started with FMC it, when it was in Illinois and. I tell, I tell this story, it, it was bizarre because uh, I'd just come from retail and I know people, you know, and all the seed companies and all the crop protection companies. And I all, I got to walk around a little bit. And so I go to the, so I go to the Stein booth, right? I, mean, I was like, I'm going to see some people I know. Nope. It was, it's, it's just like a mirror image of Iowa. Just, just different people. I mean, the farmers look the same, the retail, everything looks the same. It's just, I felt like I was on a different planet though. Cause I, I think I only ran into one person I knew. And uh, wow. so it's, it's, it's a good show too. I, I, you know, we, we don't partake, we, we park, we, we were at Illinois, I think 2020 or 2019, whatever year that was, but, uh, uh, we, we haven't done it since. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an equipment show, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what you guys go there to look, for, look at is equipment for the most part. Yeah. Do you go to the this FMC, it's FMC at the, uh, Kentucky national farm machinery show. I believe they are. I've never been to that. Yeah, that's Louisville. Yeah, I'm sure we are. Commodity that's classic. 
Yeah. Uh, I got I got to go work the commodity classic here a couple of years ago when it was in New Orleans, and that was that was a blast. That the neat thing I will say about it is anybody that goes there is pretty serious about you know talking you know business at the booths where you know with that Iowa Ag Expo or you know you get a lot of people walking through and grabbing whatever free stuff you're, you're giving away and there's there's the conversations just aren't as as deep or you know in depth as is man it, it's the equipment companies and the the crop protection the seed companies they spend a lot of money at Commodity Classic um, and the same Farm Progress show but. It, it, it's something neat too when you run into somebody from your your hometown or home area when you're we were in New Orleans and we did and so no it's the shows are fun the shows are neat it's it's a chance for everybody to get away and you know kind of kind of see something different and have some fun so yeah I like I like uh, to reeducate myself keep up on things last year I don't know how many shows I went to but it was too many I actually got sick of being being yeah. away from home I was just sick of hotels and. Gosh, it seemed like all of February I was home for like five days or something. It was crazy, and a lot of it was driving. Yeah, well, it's chance chance for you guys to meet up. I mean, and and see some other people. I mean, you, I, yeah. I mean, you guys aren't necessarily neighbors, and you know, um, yeah, it's a chance to catch up with some people you haven't seen for a while. Yeah, if we wouldn't have had a, a dog at home that needs a babysitter, and it's my fault she needs one because because she's my baby. But if we wouldn't have had that to deal with i would have went down tuesday and met up with andrew at the expo but it just didn't work out my wife she works on the road so she's gone most of the time and yeah so i stayed home and did some housework i think there's a good crowd i can't really compare it to last year but yeah i saw a lot of people i knew and it, it's real busy but yeah i think there's plenty of people that come to the des moines area and then have to hit buzzard billies or it's like hey where are we eating lunch and having beers or so yeah. they might not catch the whole show yeah so i don't blame them that's what the Louisville Farm Show was always for. That's what my dad used to say back in his day, that that was the, the big the big show. Of the year. Yep. Yeah. And the tractor pull they always had there, too, the indoor tractor pull. That's right. Yep. Well, you want to talk about the Super Bowl? Uh, are your Cowboys going to win? Nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I hope, Brock, I hope Brock Purdy does. I, I bought a 49ers shirt. It's supposed to be here in a few days. It says Purdy on the back. So yeah, I'm definitely a Brock Purdy fan. But my whole fan, my whole family here, Carla and the girls are definitely Purdy fans. So same in my household. Uh, even though I made it to a couple Chiefs games this year, I, uh, I I might be a little bit conflicted. But I, man, I I hope he wins. I, I he's a great kid, great ambassador for for our school. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was just last night. Uh, my my son was looking for a 49ers hat and there's not too many of them to be had in central Iowa. And he goes, why, why aren't, why don't they have 49ers hats? It's like, cause we're a long ways from California. So we're, yeah. we are a long way away. Hopefully they can pull it off. Yeah. How can't you root for a guy that on his bye week comes and runs a combine in Iowa, the combine corn? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The guy's got it made. And Should have a bunch of fans right there. And he's only making 800,000 a year and leading his team to the Super Bowl. And it, gosh, I see so many comments of people about, the, the last weekend, that was what really kind of irked me was all the comments that Greg Olson was saying when he was announcing about how Purdy wasn't a, a runner. He's like, oh, he's just – he's not a born runner. He, I was like, well, that's – he did a lot of that at ISU. He did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, he had a great running back, but he scrambled a ton. And they just talk about how he can't scramble and how he's not athletic, and I don't – well, our, our household's a lot different than it was. I mean, my, my wife's watching more football now and my, in you know, one of my daughters, I mean, it's, 
to where they didn't really care care as much before. But it's it's been a fun ride, and I, I hope it, hope it continues. And I hope he hope he finds all the success, and I hope he's back the next year after that. It's it pains me, and it probably does you too, Rick, seeing that star in your background to, <laughs> to root for a 49er. But exactly, and I didn't grow up a 49ers fan. I really didn't didn't care for them that much. That's that California team out there that wins all the time. Exactly. So why would I want them to win? My but, wife, my wife pointed out all the. And I'm not going to get into politics, but I am. All the Democrat states that were in the playoffs, and how Kansas, the Chiefs, were the only our only red state, right? I mean, am, am I right? Are there there was Kansas City, Missouri, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, either or, but she's like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm running through the running through them right now, but yeah, Baltimore, yeah. Maryland, would, yeah, yeah, Baltimore, you're right. San Francisco, uh, yeah. Detroit, yeah, Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah it was crazy. Thought for sure it'd all be Democrat teams. Glad it wasn't. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So. Yeah. So, well, I think we've taken up plenty of Clay's time, even though it was very enjoyable to talk to you. Very nice no, meeting I, I you. Appreciate, I, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. With yes. uh, you know, anytime. Um, I, I thank you guys both. Yeah, I look forward to meeting you again someday. We'll have to have a, a beer or a meal together or something. So. Old fashioned, yeah. right? Old fashioned. And old fashioned, absolutely. Yep. For sure. Th- thank you, Clay, for your time. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. Yep. Take care. Thank have a good you. night.